This is a podcast from the Business Times. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BT Mark to Market podcast. My name is Ben Paul, and I'm a senior correspondent at the Business Times. This series of podcasts, which is based on my weekly column in the Business Times, aims to provide analysis and insight on market trends and corporate issues in Singapore. We're in the month of October 2022, and one corporate deal that many investors here in Singapore have been talking about over the past couple of weeks is the proposal by SATS, the well-known in-flight caterer and ground handler, to acquire a company called Worldwide Flight Services, which is a big air cargo handler. This is a potentially exciting deal for SATS. The acquisition is going to cost the company 1.3 billion euros, which is equivalent to about 1.8 billion Singapore dollars. And the proforma financial effects of the transaction provided by SATS and its advisors suggest the deal will result in an immediate 78% accretion in earnings per share after amortization of intangible assets. So how did the market react? Within a day of the deal being announced on September 28, the stock lost more than 20% of its market value. And even though SATS has sought to clarify the deal, and address the concerns of investors, the stock has slipped further since then. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about why the market reacted so negatively to SAT's proposed acquisition of worldwide flight services. I will offer some views on what the company could have done differently, and whether the acquisition of worldwide flight services is really such a good deal for SATS. And I'll look into whether the slump that SATS has suffered is a buying opportunity for investors. Let me begin with an observation that I made in a recent mark-to-market column. The board of SATS and its advisors were fully aware that the proposed acquisition of worldwide flight services was not going to be well-received by the market, even before the deal was announced. The acquisition was announced on September 28, but one week before that, on the 21st of September, SATS confirmed a news report that it was indeed discussing a potential acquisition of worldwide flight services. The following day, despite some analysts extolling the strategic benefits of such a deal, its shares fell by more than 5%. Now, the 21st of September was also the day the US Federal Open Market Committee hiked interest rates by 75 basis points for a third consecutive time and slashed its estimates of US economic growth for 2022 and 2023. This triggered a big sell-off around the globe, which is still unfolding right now. So on the 28th of September, when SATS actually announced that it will acquire worldwide flight services, the company should not have been in any doubt that the market would have very little appetite for such a deal. With all of the concerns and uncertainties about the outlook for global growth, and with stock and bond markets rolling back, investors were just not in the mood to come up with money to fund a big acquisition deal. Now, I'm not saying that SATS should not acquire worldwide flight services because of a looming recession or because the market is weak. Obviously, buying assets during uncertain times can make sense because, you know, that's when you might get a bargain. And I'm not suggesting that SATS is biting off more than it can chew by acquiring worldwide flight services, though it is a big deal. In fact, SATS said when it announced the deal that it had secured a bridge loan to fund the whole acquisition. However, SATS also led on that it's planning to eventually raise some additional equity from its shareholders or strategic investors. So it left investors expecting that they would eventually be tapped for money, which quite understandably did not go down well. To make matters worse, the proforma financial effects of the deal provided by SATS in its announcement were based on the assumption 
that the company raises $1.7 billion through a renounceable rights issue of 609 million new shares at $2.79 each. This hint that a big, deeply discounted rights issue is in the offing has very likely added to the downward pressure on the stock. Since announcing the deal, Sats has tried to put the genie back in the bottle and dispel the impression it has created in the market. On the 3rd of October, the company issued a clarification to media reports about the acquisition of Worldwide Flight Services. It said the assumption that it would raise $1.7 billion through a rights issue of new shares priced at 279 was only an illustrative example of how it would fund the acquisition, and it was provided as part of its disclosure requirements. Sats also emphasized that no decision has been made on the final funding structure for the deal. It said that, subject to market conditions, it intends to fund the acquisition of worldwide flight services through a combination of new equity, hybrid securities, as well as debt and internal cash resources. The CEO of Sats, Kerry Mock, also gave an interview to the Business Times, where he emphasized that any rights issue will probably not be as large as the assumptions used in the performer financial effects of the deal. He said Sats has other potential funding sources for the deal besides the presumed rights issue, including the acquisition bridge facility, internal cash resources, and new strategic investors. That story is on the Business Times website, and I would encourage everyone to read it. But these efforts to address the market's concerns only had a fleeting positive effect on Sats' share price. Just before the recording of this podcast, Sats was trading at $2.85. That's more than 30% below where the stock was before Sats confirmed media reports about the deal, representing a nearly $1.4 billion loss in market value for shareholders of the company. The way I see it, the slump in Sats' share price, despite the company's best efforts to explain the deal, has actually narrowed the funding options for the company. At these levels, raising equity from strategic investors through a placement of new shares or the issue of some equity-linked securities might not be fair to existing shareholders. Ironically, the big decline in Sats' share price, triggered by concerns about a deeply discounted rights issue, might have made a deeply discounted rights issue the only viable funding option. But is that such a bad thing? Wouldn't investors who get in now be positioned to reap outsized returns once the acquisition and integration of worldwide flight services is completed? I'm going to talk about that next. Discover the Business Times podcasts, Money Hacks, Property BT, Mark to Market, Wealth BT, and Market Focus. Your authoritative guide to make the right decisions for your money and investments. Go to bt.sg slash podcasts to download or listen wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to Mark to Market from the Business Times. There is, I think, a sense of bewilderment among some investors about the big sell-off that SATS has suffered. Because on the face of it, the acquisition of worldwide flight services actually makes a lot of sense. First of all, the deal would make SATS the largest air cargo handler in the world, managing more than 9 million tons of cargo annually. By its own account, it would have an unmatched global footprint of 205 cargo and ground handling stations across 23 countries. In fact, the enlarged group would have a network covering trade routes responsible for more than half of global air cargo volumes. This would naturally position SATS to benefit from the growth of e-commerce, as well as increasing demand for specialized cargo handling for pharmaceuticals and perishable products. These are potentially strong, high-value growth drivers. 
And of course, the increased scale and geographical diversification of the enlarged group would arguably make its earnings more resilient. SATS also said in its announcement on the acquisition of Worldwide Flight Services that it sees opportunities to enhance synergies over the medium term that could add about $100 million to the combined group's earnings before interest tax, depreciation and amortization. But even before extracting these synergies, shareholders of SATS will see stronger earnings. That's according to the Proforma financial numbers that I mentioned earlier. On a Proforma basis, SATS EPS for its financial year to March 31, 2022 would have been 3.2 cents, including amortization of intangible assets. SATS actual reported EPS for FY 2022 was 1.8 cents. So SATS is suggesting the acquisition of worldwide flight services will immediately boost its EPS by 78% after amortization. Now, keep in mind, these performer numbers are based on the assumption that SATS raises $1.7 billion through a rights issue of 609 million new shares priced at 279 each. That is to say, the anticipated deeply discounted rights issue that is at least partly responsible for the steep slump in SATS share price. So if the acquisition of Worldwide Flight Services is going to boost SATS EPS by 78%, despite the deeply discounted rights issue that everyone is worried about, why is the stock falling? The way I see it, there is clearly some doubt in the market that SATS will see as much of a boost in profitability from the acquisition of Worldwide Flight Services as it claims. Some market watchers have pointed out to me that the pandemic might have boosted the air cargo handling business at Worldwide Flight Services during the 12 months to March 31, even as it weighed on SAT's financial performance. That would have amplified the performa improvement in EPS at SATs. Certainly, when you look at the recent financial numbers for SATs and Worldwide Flight Services, it does appear that the pandemic affected them quite differently. For its financial year to March 31, 2022, SATS reported revenue of $1.18 billion, an EBITDA of $94.2 million. This was still well below its FY 2020 revenue of $1.94 billion, an EBITDA of $355.6 million. On the other hand, Worldwide Flight Services achieved revenue of 1.72 billion euros, an EBITDA of 232 million euros for the 12 months to March 31, 2022. This was significantly above the revenue of 1.43 billion euros, an EBITDA of 75 million euros it earned in 2019, before the pandemic started. Now, as the pandemic wanes and profitability at SATs and worldwide flight services normalize, the actual EPS uplift from the deal might turn out to be much lower. It's probably worth mentioning at this point that the acquisition and deeply discounted rights issue will leave SATs with significantly higher gearing. On a performa basis, the acquisition of Worldwide Flight Services would have boosted SAT's debt-to-equity ratio as at March 31, 2022, from 46% to 71%. The company's net debt-to-EBITDA ratio would have risen from just 0.5 times to 3.4 times. So, to sum up, the announcement by SATS that it plans to acquire Worldwide Flight Services left investors expecting a big, deeply discounted rights issue and doubts about the likely upside in profitability for the enlarged group. Now, I'll just say it again. I don't think this deal is going to be derailed because clearly it has the support of Tamasic Holdings. Tamasic owns 39.7% of SATs and has provided an undertaking to vote in favour of the deal when an extraordinary general meeting is convened. 
And it's probably not unreasonable to assume that Tamasic will be supportive of whatever funding arrangement SATS eventually proposes. But it seems very strange to me that SATS didn't just finalise the terms of its funding plans before announcing the acquisition, especially given the skittishness in the market and the fact that the company has Tamasic standing behind it. Indeed, the board and management of SATS, as well as their advisors, ought to be held accountable for the significant collapse in market value of the company. So, is the slump in SATS share price a buying opportunity for investors? In my view, confidence in the stock has been very badly affected, and given the turbulence in the market, holders of the stock could be in for a very rough ride. Just before this podcast recording, there was a notification that Fullerton Fund Management had been selling the stock at below $3 per share. Some investors may view the $2.79 level as a flaw of sorts, since that's the level at which SATS has assumed it will issue new shares. But in the end, there's nothing magical about that level, and there's no reason the stock would not fall below it. And if that happens, investors will begin anticipating a rights issue at an even lower price than $2.79 per share. At this point, I doubt investors will return to SATS in a big way until there is more clarity on the company's fundraising plans and the likely financial impact of its acquisition of worldwide flight services. I'm senior correspondent Ben Paul, and that's it for this episode of Mark to Market. That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.